Hello and welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast, a monthly podcast that shares Dharma glimpses and Buddhist teachings from Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, a breakdown lay minister and the Sensei of the Independent Utah Buddhist Fellowships. Kakuyo Sensei shares the goal of his teachers, Gyome and Koyo Kubose Senseis, in sharing a unique form of American Buddhism called the Way of Oneness. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So for today's podcast, um, I've titled what I want to talk about today as this. This is meaningless and has no purpose. Thank God. So that's the working title for this podcast. And let me start with uh, a quote from Guillaume Kobose Sensei um, and a story that he related. Quote, a reporter from a local newspaper came to our house to interview my wife about the Japanese tea ceremony. This reporter continually asked, what is the meaning? What for? Why do you do that? What is the purpose for that? This kind of question was directed at everything in the making of tea, at every gesture, every implement, without thinking about or deliberating about it, my wife finally replied, no meaning, meaningless meaning. It is purposeless purpose, end quote. Purposeless purpose, meaningless meaning, what in the hell does that mean? In my reading, I've been finding this syntactical structure a lot lately. Effortless effort, purposeful purposelessness, etc. So I've been thinking about it for a while, and even though it seems a little abstract, it, it, it kind of makes sense. So I wanted to dig a little deeper, and that's what this podcast is about. So I love the story about the reporter and Sensei Guillaume's wife. I can see both of them talking past each other, trying hard to understand one another, but just incapable. Though both of them speaking in English, the teacher of tea and the reporter were talking different languages. The reporter seems to be trying to understand the art of tea from the perspective of the utilitarian purpose of each act. And this would be similar to a reporter asking a dancer what the purpose of all the gyrations across the stage is when you could simply walk across it. As if the purpose of dancing was simply locomotion, as if the purpose of the tea ceremony was to simply make a cup of tea, which it is, and which it isn't. From a utilitarian perspective, everything must have a purpose, value, or meaning, and that is, meaning is only found in utility. As Americans, this is lo- we have a long history in our ways of viewing the world from a utilitarian perspective. And for a lot of us, it's just our natural default mode, our cultural inheritance, an inheritance that has consequences. This is from Brooke Ziprin. Quote, The privileging of the idea of purpose creates a mode of relating to the world in which literally by definition, no possible experience can be intrinsically worthwhile. Once we accept the idea that accord with a pre-existing purpose is what makes something count as good, or for what makes something exist, we have condemned ourselves to eternal dissatisfaction. End quote. So what are we to do? Here we're 
looking to move beyond just meaning and purpose because meaning and purpose are dualistic, are based on comparison and difference. When we get past the conceptual binds of purpose and meaning, we can start to find the ground of our being. It is through the embrace of meaninglessness, tapping into the spontaneous outflow of living, that we are free to experience being alive. And in a real way, meaning and being paradoxically within the meaningless. Okay, now I'm kind of confusing myself a little, so uh, let's get a little deeper. D.T. Suzuki wrote that religion is a way of experiencing an expansive beingness. He goes on to say, quote, It may sound strange to hear that one can live in purposelessness. Everything we do in life has a purpose. But in the religious realm, we become conscious of realizing purposelessness, meaningless meaning, and meaning itself. End quote. It can be said that is what meditation from a Zen perspective is. There is no goal in silent meditation. If you have a goal, you're not just sitting. Meditation is teaching us ultimately purposeful purposelessness. That is why it can be so hard to just sit. We privilege the idea of purpose above all others. By just being, we invite ourselves to get past conceptual meaning to experience non-conceptual beingness. It is a way for us to open ourselves up to true being, living in naturalness. I like what Guillaume Sensei writes when he writes, quote, The flower itself cannot help but bloom as it does. There is no intention. When you love, you love. There is no purpose. Why do we constantly ask for meaning? End quote. And I think that's a really good question. Why are we constantly asking for meaning? First, we privilege the idea of purpose and meaning above other modes of relating to the world. The other is that it is the nature of the small ego, the achieving mind, as one teacher put it. Quote, then the achieving mind, always trying to achieve something or other, and whenever something is achieved or gained, the mind asks, now what? What is to be achieved now? End quote. How many of you experience this? Now, he goes on to say that the achieving mind can, be, can never be blissful. It can never be at peace because it's always tense and unsatisfied. Is this spontaneous activity the ground for pure being? Is this purposeless, meaningless, spontaneous activity the ground of pure being? This may not be as foreign as it sounds. Um, I love this quote from Alan Watts. Quote, haven't you gone on a walk with no particular purpose in mind? You carry a stick with you and you occasionally hit an old stump and wander along and sometimes twiddle your thumbs. It is at this moment that you become a perfectly rational human being. You have learned purposelessness. End quote. D.T. Suzuki shares this same idea in regards to Amida Buddha as an example of what meaningless meaning means. There is no goal, per se. All things are in their true nature, just as they are. Quote, 
When it comes to Amida Buddha, there was no purposeful intention on the part of Amida when he made his vows to bring all beings to awakening. Everything expressed in them was the spontaneous outflow of great, boundless compassion, of a great, compassionate heart, embracing everything boundlessly. Again, in the words of Guillaume Kabose sensei quote, Water flows effortlessly. It cannot help but flow. That is the way it is. Effortless effort, purposeless purpose, that is the real way of life. Although nothing can be accomplished without effort, the Buddha way is effortless effort. End quote. This reminds me of the Chinese Wei Wu Wei, or action without action, effortless doing. I've heard that the Enso of Zen, the circle, is the representation of Wu Wei. Now, our brains can begin to hurt with so many paradoxes, but the idea is to get out of our heads. Again, this isn't as foreign as it might sound. How many of you love music? What's the purpose of music? I would challenge you that music is the best example of what we're talking about when we say purposeless purpose. All music is purposeless and also dance. When you dance, do you aim to arrive at a place on the floor? Is that the idea of dancing? No, the aim of dancing is to dance. Now, it can be said something similar to music. I don't know how many of you are familiar with John Cage, but he's a world-famous postmodern composer. Um, and here's what he says about the composition or the composing of music. Quote, What is the purpose of writing music? One is, of course, not dealing with purposes, but dealing with sounds. Or the answer must take the form of a paradox, a purposeful purposelessness, or a purposeless play. This play, however, is an affirmation of life, not an attempt to bring order out of chaos, nor to suggest improvements in creation, but simply a way of waking up to the very life we're living, which is so excellent once one gets one's mind and one's desire out of its way and lets it act of its own accord. Now, end quote. Now, I really love the line from the quote where he says, waking up to the very life we're living, which is so excellent, once one gets one's mind and one's desires out of its way and lets it act of its own accord. Uh, I think that is, in some ways, the crux of what our Buddhist practice is. So, meaningless meaning makes intuitive sense to me, and I think it's a way to free meaning from the conceptual and to open up the way to the experiential. The experienced is value over the conceived. It has a value, but the value is not in the end result or in the meaning I impose upon it, but the value is intrinsic. So I'd like to end today's podcast um, with the words of my mentor, Guillaume Kabose sensei And this is the quote. Quote, True life is purposeless, and to realize this truth is Buddhism. In one sense, that is purpose. In another sense, it is purposeless. Life is always like that, inclusive. If we analyze it, it becomes two, but the reality is always one. Why not enjoy the naturalness of life? 
The doing itself is the end fulfillment in this state. Everything is at ease. This is the state of meaningless meaning. It has no meaning, and yet in another sense it has tremendous meaning. It's life itself. When one just is, one forgets all other things. One forgets the self. It is said, to learn Buddhism is to know oneself. To know oneself is to forget oneself. One just is. This state is perfect naturalness, a state of meaningless meaning and purposeless purpose. That is what the Buddha taught. End quote. May we all embrace the meaningless meaning, the purposeless purpose, the effortless effort, and the logic of the illogical. Namo Amidabutsu. May it be so. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To read more of Kakuyu Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, please go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To read more of Kakuyu Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org. Or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, please go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.